Start your day right with daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. It contains all the great 5-hour energy shot ingredients plus added vitamins and nutrients like zinc, vitamin D3, and vitamin C to help support the immune system. It comes in three great flavors, ultra orange, pineapple apricot, and pink watermelon. All this comes in a convenient portable bottle that takes just seconds to drink. No mixing required. Daily immune support plus extra strength 5-hour energy. Get it today at your local Rite Aid store. New hot and iced sunrise batch coffee from Dunkin'. A bright and balanced, full-bodied blend brewed so you can get summering from sunrise to sunset. And even after that, because that's when you can show off those string lights you hung in the backyard. Or re-hung. Enjoy a medium, hotter iced sunrise batch coffee for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Exclusions apply. Hi, welcome to Wonderful and Strange. I'm PJ. I'm Celia. And this week we are doing 2006's Behind the Mask at the Rise of Leslie Vernon. But before we get into that, what have you been up to this week? Loads. Oh. Loads, but I didn't do what I wanted to do. Oh. No, but I did have a stuff. I wanted to um, make a small wall. Okay. <laughs> um, it was raining so much, I couldn't do it. Yeah, it's been horrible, I had a whole it? weekend off, and I it's... Yeah... Yeah, it's a bit weather dependent. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wait at least six months. (laughs) (laughs) At least six months when it stops raining, if it ever does. Yeah, (laughs) I went shopping instead. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, trade off, isn't it? Treat yourself. Yeah, go shopping. (laughs) Yeah, what have I done? Not a lot. Started watching The Outsider, Mm. which is good. I sort of started it and then I restarted it because sometimes you have when something's complicated, you've got to. It's one of them you've got to pay attention. Yeah, but I think. When I first watched it, I was just doing other things, mm. so it um it didn't really make any sense to me. So I've uh, I've, I've watched that. Have you started good. that? Yeah, it's really good actually. Oh, it's got a bit of watch. Yeah, we'll um, watch. Maybe one day. Mm. Add it to the list. Yeah, add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. So this week, Rise of Leslie Vernon. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, I did. I really yeah, liked I thought it. it would. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. I thought it was a good pick. Yes. Yeah. Um, I had it on, well, I listened to another podcast called The Horror Virgin, um, where they make this poor guy, Todd, watch horror films and he, and he like, is self-proclaimed, is like, I hate them. Mm. I would rather watch a musical. I don't want to watch <laughs> this. But when they did that one, he was like, actually, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. It's a good, it's a good one. I enjoyed one. it, yeah. It's kind of a good one if you're not really into horror, and it's a good one if you are, because it's kind of... It's both it uses things all at the once, isn't it? Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really, really well done. I liked it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's directed by Scott Glosserman. A quick synopsis. The legendary horror slasher gives the documentary crew access to his life and his plans to give the town of Glen Echo a killer they will never forget. Mm. Uh, before we start there will be spoilers so if you haven't watched it give it a watch and come back to us first scene we've got a lone girl 
Mm. Closing up a diner. You know that's bad news. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of interspersed with the uh, the credits of the film. Um, it's kind of that usual sort of dark, creepy setting. She's outside. She's by herself. She she's being watched. Yeah. Yeah, and you get the Plus feeling it. that somebody's watching her. Mm. A little brick at the door goes goes away from the door, so she gets shut out, and she kind of freaks out and runs away. And then we kind of cut to. It's like a different shot. It's like a little like non-widescreen shot, isn't it? Like a little video camera. Mm. And it's a reporter reporting on different serial killers. So in in this film, basically Freddy, Jason, Michael, all the all the ones. All the ones. All the ones. All my friends. They all my pals. <laughs> um they all reside in this universe, so they are all real. Yeah, this was at a point that I knew something was up in the film because I didn't yeah. know anything about it. Yeah, that's watching. it. I didn't really tell you anything about it. Yeah, you did tell me absolutely nothing. But and I, thought, I didn't look it up. I could have just looked it up. I didn't. But I thought going to it yeah. blind, it's quite good then. Um, so it sort of, it goes to like the how, the town of Elm Street, which you see Kane Hodder mm-hmm. shutting the door in someone's face because they're like, can we ask you about Freddie? And he's like, mm. no. Um and it, it sort of they sort of come to this place called Glen Echo where there's a myth uh, about a child called Leslie Vernon who got chucked over a waterfall. Awful! What a way to go! <laughs> I know, right? Um, and then you you sort of you sort of see the uh, reporter, this blonde lass who who's doing it, and then she's kind of like, "Oh, was that all right?" Is that kind yeah. of thing? It's almost it's almost like a fact. It's like well, it's like a found footage. It's, bit, it's got an air of Blair Witch, but just yeah, different. yeah, yeah, yeah. It has like a because I I don't know if it's it kind of got popular after Blair Witch. I guess mm. like a lot of films came out. It's not actually my favorite genre of horror. I'm not it. Yeah, I'm not overly keen on it. Depends. There's a few I like. I find sometimes the jerky movement of the camera detracts. You can't, you can't concentrate because yeah. you're constantly trying See, to track where the camera's moving. I will never watch Cloverfield because mm. I've heard that people have gone to see that and it's made them feel motion yeah. sick. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't be dealing with that. Yeah. So I don't know if I like it or not. I mm. might do. Don't watch it. It's no, not worth I it. can't. I've just... It's not worth it. Yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? Um, she goes to this old house and meets Leslie Vernon, who... He's, he's so friendly. He's a really nice guy. He's great. He's lovely. He's full of he's full of charm. Peppy. Of, he is, isn't he? He's, he's yeah, really he's nice. He's just a nice really guy. Yeah. Good guy. And he sort of says he says something about his his turtles and and the and how they won't die or something. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, can't kill them off. Won't die. Um, then he he starts trying to do um magic tricks with cards to the um the guys who are filming it and they're like whoa it's really good yeah. and then he's like yeah that's just one of my things and yeah and he seems quite nice really yeah he seems like um like a young guy who's about to embark on some sort of charity around the world yeah kayaking or trip going, or like, something going on a gap year and yeah it, and it's gonna be great and he's gonna have a lovely time yeah in it he's sort of he's sort of talking to this woman and she's like he's like I will take you through the process because it's a very specific process. I don't just terrorise random mm. people. That's not what I'm about. And it's kind of... It was like you 
you need to sort of follow me on this journey and you'll understand why. Yeah. Say him through all the steps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And he decides that they're going to take a visit to visit his friend and his wife. Yeah, his mentor. His mentor, mm. and he's like, yeah, you know, he's been he's been with me. He's taught me the, taught me the ropes basically because he was a serial killer in like the sixties and seventies. Now he's retired and taking him under his wing, really. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah. and he um, he basically says that. Oh no, actually, we've gone far ahead. Before that, he shows her the old house. Oh, the old the old farm shows house, the old farmhouse with the creepy apple orchard, and and he basically says, "This is my house. I could claim it, but everyone thinks I'm dead." So yeah, I, don't live outside. And he's town. like, "Our oh, yeah. policeman tends to it," and he 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 sort of says, "Yeah, everyone thinks I'm dead, but obviously they're gonna get a surprise because I'm not in a bit." So um, he's, he's basically establishing his backstory. Yeah, yeah, that's it, and he and he sort of he sort of says like that he's come back at this time to sort of wreak revenge or whatever he wreak wants havoc. to do. And then mm. it goes to him, like, running and punching bag and stuff, and they're yeah, like, what, yeah. are you, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I've got to do cardio, because he was like, how else am I going to run to catch up with people? You need to be in pretty good shape yeah, to be a, and he's like, a murderer. I need to look, it was like, I need to look like it's, I'm not trying hard, but I'm walking fast yeah. to reach them. Yeah, That's so why one, I was like One it. thing that winds me up about film, like serial kills in films. Yeah. They're just impossibly good. They're like, they're too good. Like, I just don't think they should be that good at killing people, but he's showing the first steps he goes step. through. And I'm like, well, I kind of explained yeah, it. This he's like, I find him more acceptable. He's a more acceptable serial killer than some. He's putting the effort in. The work, yeah. He's putting the work in, yeah. Like, you wouldn't go into a heavyweight fight yeah. without having done any sort of training. That's it. That's and win. It. But yeah, I love mm. that, because I'm sure that must be a thing that people say all the time. Like, how have they caught up with you? How have... Yeah, I've how? said it. I'm sure I've said yeah. it. How how are you like there one minute and then the next minute you're and then you're on the other side stuff. of the house? Yeah, yeah. And how can you overpower people? How can you walk silently? Yeah. How can you imitate being dead? All these things. Yeah. Yeah. It always it always falls into place for the serial killer in the film. Yeah, it and does. And it shows how. Yeah, I yeah. quite like so that. I kind of like it. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's logical. He uh, he takes them in their van and he says. You've got to pick a target group, so he's kind of going through like there's, there's the jocks and the nerds, and he said there's some. I think he points at some nerdy kids, and says they don't run as fast, so you can use those to pad your numbers <laughs> late in the game, <laughs> which made me laugh. Oh god, and then um, they see a sort of dark-haired girl, and he's like, you see her, she'd probably be a survivor girl because she's a virgin, and they're like, well, how do you know? And he's like, well, you just know. So you, you can just tell. No. Can and you? Then they kind of she's walking off, and they exchange glances, and he's like, "Oh my god, did you see that? Did you get it on camera?" And he's like, oh, "It's like we sensed each other." <laughs> and then she's kind of like, "Oh, is it her? Like, have you chosen her?" And he's like, "Don't be silly. I've picked someone out already." Um, and then he'd be way behind schedule if I hadn't had someone yeah, picked out. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "I'd be behind." And then. The guy says, oh, like a cooking show where he's like, oh, I've made this earlier. And he just like looks at him like, no. and he's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then he takes them to the diner. So we've got, this is the girl he's picked out. 
Um, and he says it's what what's known as a flyby. So it's basically putting the shitters up her and then going away. <laughs> um, and he and it gets her to help, doesn't he? He's like, you can help. So I've got this this brick. Oh yeah, she's on the brick. And it's and it's got a fishing line on it, so you can yank it out of the door. And then he was like, I'll be hiding in that tree. So I'll I'll rustle and then mm. she'll think she sees me, steps forward and then the brick goes, which again is one of those things that happens. Yeah. It always happens in films. Yeah. It's like how how is this all falling into place for the murderer? Yeah. And yeah it's, it's preparation. It does make you wonder like I did kind of think throughout the film, this journalist is obviously going along with all these plans, yeah. knowing that he's intending to murder all these people. Yeah. And I was like, is she just prepared? For that to happen, for the story, or is yeah. she gonna step in? Like throughout, I kept thinking she can't just let this happen. This is awful. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, I kind of yeah, and I kind of see it as in life. Sometimes you're in situations that you probably should be like, "This isn't right," but it's like so awkward that you don't yeah. do anything, and it's kind yeah. of. It's like that whole frog thing. Um, if you put a frog in cold water. Mm. and warm it up it just sits there until it dies yeah whereas if you put a frog in boil not that i would ever condone doing this because i think it's a horrible thing it's to do grim, yeah. it's horrible but th- it's from dante's peak so yeah that's what i'm quoting if you put it in put boiling it, water it, jump out straight away out. yeah but put it in cold water and then gradually incrementally raise the temperature it doesn't notice yeah and it never climbs out then it's this sort of thing things get worse and you're like well yeah. I'm in it now. I've, I'm, I've I'm committed. I can't, yeah. I can't pull the plug now. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So now, then we go to... He, he goes to visit his friend. This guy's so creepy. He goes to he goes to his house and his, his wife's like, oh, he's out in the back. Um, yeah. And then he basically... They basically take some shovels and start walking and she's like, hang on a minute, where is he? And he was like, oh, he's underground. Oh, Okay. And then basically said he does it to like control his breathing and and control his functions. So he can pretend to be dead. So he can pretend to be dead. So they dig him up and he has no idea where I am. And he's like, where where am I? What day is it? And then he's like, is it Tuesday? And he's like, no, it's Thursday. Been here three days. And then he's like, you didn't tell me it was there for three days. (laughs) Um, And then they kind of, they go back to the house and sort of start having a chat over tea. And it's like... They have this sort of like father son bond kind of mm. thing, don't they? And yeah, it's quite wholesome, but at the same time, there's this weird. But they're undertone. talking about murdering people. Yeah. yeah, it's really weird. And the woman, we, she said something towards the end. Yeah. That she was like a potential victim of this guy, and she obviously. Yeah. Fell in love yeah, with him, and it works oh, out. She was like, "I ran fast, didn't I?" And he's like, "Yeah, but I caught you." <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, oh, ha, ha, ha!" And you're like, "Oh, oh that's a bit weird." I kind of thought before that when we first were introduced to her, I was like, "Is she a serial killer too?" But no. Yeah, but she, she seems to not. just go along with it. Yeah, she's she? she's not she's bothered. Not bothered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and they sort of like, oh, I've brought her here to to talk about the old days, and and then he's kind of like, really, is is that allowed? Kind of thing, and he's like, yeah, 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 I've been yeah, telling her everything. Cool. She's fine. It's fine. And he sort of said. Like, you know, it's like one of those conversations that you have, like, with your granddad or something. In my day, things were different. <laughs> and he's like, oh, the, it was all about quantity yeah. and how many states you could cover. There was no preparation like this. It's not it's not how it used to be. Yeah, things thing. have moved on. Things have moved on. And then and he's chopping some carrots. 
And then you look down and they're just like diced yeah. to like just the most little nothing. pieces. It's like yeah. nearly dust. It's so funny. No, oh, he's so creepy. He plays the guy who plays and plays it very he's well. He's really good, he's, yeah. He's got this sort of fatherly kind of tone, but he's got a weird undercone of how he plays yeah. it. He's creepy. It's I like him. Very off he's he does great. it really well. He's great. He yeah. was Herschel in uh, Walking Dead. There he is. Yeah. He's in X Files too. And X Files. I feel like he's been in a lot of things. He's one of these actors who crops up in a lot. Yeah. yeah. He reminds me of um he reminds me of John Lithgow. Um, that kind of yeah. sort of guy. I don't know why, but he does. It's weird. He's got a hairline like John Lithgow. Yeah, maybe that's it. Have you seen Cliffhanger? <laughs> yeah. Cliffhanger's good. It is good. Yeah. I've not seen that for a long time. John Lithgow. John Lithgow. He's Craig great. Fair Fair Fairbrass. Remember him from EastEnders? Craig Fairbass, yeah. He was in that too, randomly. Really? Yeah, and Leon Leon from Cool Runnings. Uh... Oh, everyone was in Cliffhanger. Everyone was in Cliffhanger. Everyone. <laughs> Love it. Oh, so yeah, so we're having this chat and he's talking about the legends, so like Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason, and he said, like, he says... Um, they're in the business of fear, which I quite mm. liked. Yeah. And then, and he's sort of acting like a, a father figure, and and then he mentioned, I didn't think about it at the time, but then it kind of makes sense at the end because he says, "Have you got a red herring?" Mm. And he's and but then they kind of don't really talk about it anymore. Yeah. Then they decide that they've got to go to the library because they need to give Kelly an article about her great-uncle who attacked somebody. Yeah. And she said, she was like, oh, it looks just like this. It's very likeness. And he's like, oh, it's all, it's it's all, all CGI. CGI. A lot of stuff we do is CGI. And he was like, it's all CGI nowadays, which I thought was quite funny because it kind of <laughs> pokes fun at, at CGI because a lot of horror films don't really use practical effects anymore, which makes me sad. Oh. <laughs> so... They follow him in, and he and he kind of says it's dependent on what she does, as to how it will go, whether yeah. it'll go good or bad, and then he just disappears. And they try and look for him, and they're like, "I can't he's find too him." Quick. And he's like parkouring all yeah. over the bloody library. <laughs> he is, he's he's very athletic. And then and then one of them's like, "He's like a monkey." <laughs> and then he like appears behind her, and then puts this thing down, and then disappears yeah. again. Um, he's so good. And then, like the actor, he's yeah. pretty, he play, plays it really well. He does, and then they try and find they try and find him, and they're looking, and then next to it is behind him, and then they shit themselves. <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I've got a, I've got this microfiche. I swapped it because only a little bit of this story is on this clipping, and she'll want to know more. So she'll ask the librarian and then go through the microfiche. Mm-hmm. Love a microfiche. Oh, it comes up so often. It's such a nineties thing, that yeah. isn't it? Like you wouldn't get that. Just nowadays, look it up online now. Yeah, it's not as fun though, is it? No. Um, and then, and then he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna do this," and then, and then for some reason he just sits there and then goes, "Paradise Lost," and then gets Paradise Lost <laughs> and he's like, "Found it." What? Then just walks uh, off. Brilliant. He's such a light-hearted character. He's very jovial. Yeah. Yeah, he's very jovial. Yeah, I like it. Definitely it. Is and a he's kind of his it's hard not to like him mm. because yeah, he he's is quite likable. Like, yeah. He's quite a likable guy. Yeah, the um the librarian 
starts talking to about the legend of Leslie Vernon to this girl because she's obviously done a research mm. and she's microfished. Um, and then he appears to scare him, and then they um are at the friend's house celebrating the victory because they're like it all went to plan. It's great. And then, oh yeah, also Robert England yeah. appears. He's in it too. And tries to shoot him. And then he's like, when they get back to the house, he's like, oh my God, this is brilliant. And he's like, we've got an Ahab. We've got an Ahab. <laughs> and so like, excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's great. And then and then they're like, what, what's an Ahab? What are you on about? And he's like, it's somebody who basically represents all the good yeah. in, the, in the world and who is going to fight evil. I, I sort of saw him as Dr. Loomis from Halloween. Mm, well, I, I because don't he's know. A, he's like his psychiatrist who's mm. been with him for years. Yeah, he needs he someone who is like an enigmatic kind of yeah character who knows about it. And he's he, he's got to be the way to crack the case and finally catch the evil killer. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So they're all really happy. Um. Then they decide this this reporter decides she's going to go to the diner and talk to Kelly, which he did say that he wasn't supposed to. Mm. Um. She asks what they want to eat and drink and then goes off. But then they notice that this Ahab figure is in the diner watching, obviously watching her, but then watching them, watching her kind of thing. And then he goes up to him and he's like, what are you doing? And then they're like, oh, we're just here to uh, have some food. And he's like, why are you recording it then? And they're (laughs) like, "Uh, I've got to go. Then... I think she she starts to realise, this reporter, that she's kind of in over her head and she voices her opinion to Leslie outside in the van, mm. which is really interesting because all this time he's been really happy-go-lucky, really jovial, but yeah. then he snaps. Yeah, he does and do it pretty such, quickly. It's really good. Like, mm. acting-wise, he's really good. Because he just flips. He's definitely creepy, yeah. Yeah, like, he turns quite nasty and he, like, grabs her by the throat and says, you're in this or you're not in this kind mm. of thing. Um, And he sort of says, she, oh, that's it, she finds out that he's not actually Leslie Vernon. He's called Leslie, but it's, he's got another name. Yeah. And he's just kind of taken this on because... Yeah, he's, he's made up this whole backstory. It's just yeah. publications to kind of give weight to his persona. Yeah, and, and the Ahab guy knows this because he was his psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. And and he basically says, I've got a restraining order against him, so he can't touch me, he can't turn me in, he can't yeah. do anything about it kind of thing. And then, so she's got all these facts and she's with the guys and they're like, what are we going to do? Like, Are we going to follow this through? Are we going to... You know, are we going to sort of watch this happen? Because it's getting to the point where yeah, they're going to actually see him kill people. Yeah, and I, I don't know what she expected to happen when she started this investigation, but yeah. it's getting close. Like, it's getting, it's something's that, got like, real. little bits kind yeah. of, and you get further and further in, yeah. isn't it? So she, they decide that they're going to go. They've chosen to do it. They're going to see it through. So they're in this old dilapidated house and he basically starts going through his plan of exactly what mm. he's going to do step by step. Um, and then he starts talking about the closet being the sa- sacred place and it's the safest place to be because it defies defines innocence. Yeah, the womb. The womb, innocence. Um, and he sort of says, like, I'll kill these two teens in this bedroom 
then I've nailed all the windows shut so they can't jump out. And then she sort of says, well, why don't they smash it? And he's like, you know, that's never come up. I don't mm. know why. It's another thing, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there's all these and kind of like, things oh, that you they need. They always do it like on the well, second the floor. The second floor and flat. Yeah, horror yeah. films, obviously, to work, have to have... It all has decisions. to fall into place. Yeah. But there's always the decisions that you should make, no one ever makes, because the film needs to have a plot. Yeah. And then he sort of says, he's got this fuse to cut the power, so he presses a button and the lights go off. And then the next couple, he says they'll go down to the basement because the lights have gone off. Mm. And then basically... He starts touching this woman's boobs, but all it is is a shot of the boobs. Yeah. And then, and then she says she says something, and he's like, "Whose story is this?" But that's kind of a thing in in horror, like people say, "Oh, it's just boobs and yeah. it's gratuitous nudity." The male gaze, mm. as they would say, as as I've I've listened to a few sort of people expressing views about feminism. So oh, it does happen quite often where there's loads of female nudity but not that much male nudity in horror films. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. And it's not even to like move the plot along, it's just they're just naked. Yeah. They don't need to be. Um so yeah, I thought that was quite funny. Um then he takes them to the shed and he was like, Yeah, I'm gonna put a body in here so when they open the door body'll come out. Yeah. Scare him a bit. And then he was saying like he's doctored a lot of the weapons. So <laughs> If you use them, they're just going to break. And he half sawn off all the branches on the trees. Yeah, so they couldn't climb the mm. trees. Yeah, it was quite clever, really. Um, it's quite, it's quite good. So he's he's kind of, he's kind of got all these things in place, and then she was like, "Do you not think that's a little bit unfair?" And he's like, "How is that unfair? Like, there's eight of them and one of me. Like, I've got to." He's got to give himself a chance. I've got to. I'm at a disadvantage. Yeah. I've got to get the odds a little bit more in my favour to start off with, which yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I have sympathy. Yeah. Mm. They, yeah. Then they say that they're gonna. He sort of works them out in a way so they're gonna come out of this slide in the barn and then run to the orchard basically. And then and then he was like, if the closet is the womb what is the orchard and then she sort of says the birth canal and then he he says something about yonic imagery in films i feel like that is a thing like there's a there's a book called men women and chainsaws and it's about how the final girl has been a thing in horror films and it's kind of a she she represents purity and stuff but like when she kills the killer it's usually with something phallic oh stuff like yeah stuff like that it's quite i've never never read it but i need to read it because i'm very intrigued so any horror films where no one survives and the killer gets away there must be a few the well there's so a lot of them is they they sort of defeat them quote unquote but then they're not really dead there'll be a way that they come so they live to fight another day Mm. because they've been practicing playing dead yeah Mm -hmm. um and he he ends up talking to his father figure guy. Um, That's such a nice relationship. And they kind of, the kind of he says if you, he was like basically don't hang out with a virgin because you'll die yeah. and run like hell. Yeah. Um and don't look back basically if you if you don't want to die. I liked then, it when they were playing with those um skimming. 
stone. Yeah, it's like, like proper father son bonding. It's weird. It is weird, but it's quite funny, yeah. isn't it? And then she's like, I was fast, wasn't I? And he's like, yeah, but I caught up with you. And it's like, they're like, oh, you. You. It's like, oh, my God. Beautiful relationship. It's so funny. Then she sat with him and he's putting his makeup on, ready to put his mask on. And he yeah. says he's got like a mix of, it's fire retardant and something that prevents blood flow and swelling to the face. Mm. So if they get hit, it's not going to affect yeah. them in any way. And then she sort of said, she's... What she said, she's like, "Do you love this girl?" And he's like, "No, I love the idea of her mm. and what she will find within herself." So it's kind of like she's got to go through this cathartic experience to grow as a person. I'm pretty sure she could manage that by herself without being terrorized. Just go on a gap year or something. Yeah, go to India. Go to India. Go do some yoga. Much better than <laughs> all your friends being murdered in a barn. Exactly. Yeah. And then I did notice as well. There's a He's got this like old timey tune on, and I'm sure it's a song from The Shining. But I think you found that in some trivia, didn't you? Yeah, I looked up on IMDb. Yeah, I thought I recognised it. It is, yeah. And then he, he starts crying because he's like, I, I think it's like the build up of everything. And he's worked of, for us for so, so long. long. And he starts, Bless and him. he has a little cry. I know, like. Um, someone going into the Olympics. You can't help but like him. Mm. And then you're like, I shouldn't like this guy. But then I guess that's kind of a. If you ignore theme. that he is planning to murder people, he's quite a nice guy. Quite a nice guy. Yeah, which yeah. obviously what the filmmakers wanted to But then I kind think. of think a lot of the franchise, yeah, a lot of the franchises that are out, people root for the killers. Mm. Even though they're probably not that likeable or whatever. But then, like, Freddy Krueger's quite charismatic, he's quite funny, wisecracks, and, yeah. and it kind of got to the point where people are like, how are you going to kill the teens? Not, oh, don't kill the teens. Yeah. Um, it's that kind of... I hope the kid teen thing goes well for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's crazy. So he he's sort of, yeah, he gets comforted by this report, but then you kind of get the sense that she's thinking, this is actually going to happen. Mm. What am I going to do? Um, and then it gets to the night. He kills the first two, and then the report reporters kind of like this is actually happening i don't want anything to do with this and then he sort of he he sort of says this is my night don't ruin it for me yeah. if if you can't if you can't go any further then that's fine and he kind of says goodbye to them and says right you know this is his path this is is i'm doing this destiny this is yeah. what i'm doing yeah and he, and he was like I'd have ended up here no matter what had happened, even though... Because I think she says it's not your story. Like, mm. you are not Leslie yeah, Byrne and it's not... It, yeah. But he's like, I, I would have ended up here anyway. And then he says, you chose journalism. Because <laughs> well, yeah. the same True. thing. Yeah, it's just... You could either choose to be a murderer, you yeah. choose journalism. Some people perhaps choose retail. Yeah. Don't choose retail. Don't you... No. <laughs> don't, don't do it. I think you probably... Do better being a murderer. It's better for your emotional well-being. <laughs> <laughs> you get more time off as well. Oh yeah, you get <laughs> hours really. That's true. Flexible. Yeah, flexible working hours. Although you, I suppose you don't get very much money for being a murderer, do you? No. Unless you can steal from the people you murder. But yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, go, yeah fina- financially, retail's better. Flexibility, yeah, murder's better. Yeah, Ish. be a journalist. 
So she, yeah, so at this point she's like, I can't let this happen. I am going to stop mm-hmm. this. Finally. We're going to go in this house and we're going to tell Kelly what's going on. So they go in and there's the two stoners on the couch and oh, they yeah. have no yeah, clue what's happening. No idea. Um, and they're like, where's Kelly? And they're like, oh, she went upstairs with oh, some we dude. don't know. So they're like, right, we're going to go find her. We're going to go tell her what's going on. So they go in this room and they find her having sex with the nerd. Yeah. And then... They, and then she's like, get out! She was not happy. She was not happy. I can't believe she got um, so annoyed at the and then they're like, like that. Oh, Kelly isn't a virgin. And then one of them's like, she definitely wasn't a virgin. No. Let's face it. So they gather, they gather them all together and she sort of says, this is what's happening. This guy is trying to kill you all, basically. And we've been following around for months, preparing yeah. for it. <laughs> Just oh, waiting for it to happen. Yeah. Just waiting for it to happen. Then... The girl from the basement hear her scream and she comes up mm-hmm. and says, oh my God, like he's been killed. Then they see him outside. Kelly faints. Yeah. So they're like, oh great. She well, wasn't supposed to faint. She's not doing anything. Mm. The stoners decide to go to the shed and one of them goes in the <laughs> shed. And Dude. Dude, watch my back. Dude, this watch my back. Yeah. Which is basically just Leslie stood just there. Just standing there, motionless. How could you not tell that was a... How could you... Well, I suppose if he was playing as a kite, he might not. Yeah, that's true, actually, mm-hmm. yeah. But you could... Like, that's a very realistic yeah, scarecrow. They they get skill, killed. And they find out that the cars are unusable. So they can't yeah. get away. But then she's like, no, the van isn't. van's okay. The van they is fine. Think. They think. Or so they think. So they all run outside. The van won't start. So they run back inside, I think. And he's like, he expects us to be outside. We'll go inside. Oh, no, there, there was two dead bodies in the van. There were two dead bodies in the That's van. That's why. It was the ones from the bedroom, I think. I lost track. There were so many teens who yeah, got murdered. No, I think it was the ones that were meant to be who. upstairs. Yeah. But she she sort of says he's, he's adjusting his plan because Kelly's not who we think she mm. is kind of thing. And... um. Yeah, they all run back into the lounge and then they're like, Kelly, you need to get a grip. And then she she goes, it's not my fault I'm sexually active. <laughs> Is it not her but that, fault? But that's kind of a that's kind of a thing, isn't it? In It's become like a trope in horror, like the teens, they have sex, they die, but the virgin always survives. Mm. It's classed as a, as a sin. Um, but yeah, but then she's... She comes to a realisation and she's like, he knew me before we met. Yeah. And yeah, suddenly it all clicks for her. He had all this It clicked for mind. me at this yeah. point as well. Yeah. yeah. So she's in fact the survivor girl, the reporter, mm. so he set all this up. So it's all about him. It's all about his ego where he mm. wants his victim to know everything about him. Yeah. So that she can be impressed yeah. by him. That's yeah. it. And she... Yeah, so she sort of says, right, well, he's got this plan, but now I'm in the plan, so what do I do? Basically, she she ends up going to the shed and getting an axe. Yeah. But then I was like, mm, but he's doctored them axes and he mm. told you about them. And she goes to the orchard, which is the final place. Final kind of showdown. Um, The final showdown. She stabs him with the axe and... Then turns her back on him, mm-hmm. even though she knows about the plane dead yeah. thing. Clearly, he's not dead. She ends up running. 
back into the barn and going upstairs and I think he he ends up knocking her to the floor but then she grabs his side because he's got like a little scythe, hasn't he? Yeah. It's like a tiny... Hand scythe. Hand scythe. Yeah, handy scythe. she stabs him with that and then also puts his head in like an apple press, which you yeah. were like, oh, God, oh, that's horrible. It was horrible. It was horrible. That was oh. horrible. And, it, and like she squeezes his head and then he... And he says to her, like, he's like, I knew you were the one. I knew it was you. Yeah, so he's planned this dies. whole thing. And then she sets fire to the barn. She's furious. Yeah. Yeah. She just, yeah, she, throw, she throws petrol all over the place, sets the barn on fire, and then it, she's kind of had a cathartic just ending. Fuming. She's, like, crying and yeah. sort of... Slow-mo. Slow-mo yeah. coming out. One of her team survived and Ahab survived. And then they're kind of like, it's over now, like they do. Um, And then basically you go to the credits. But then in the credits, there is another scene, which is like a video camera of the morgue, which is played beautifully to the tune of Psycho Killer by Talking Heads. I loved it. And you see a guy getting him out for examination and his body's all burnt. Mm. But then he sits up at the end. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was just pretending to be dead. He was pretending how he planned to be dead it. the whole time. Perfect. That's why he showed her the cider press so yeah, that she would know how wanted, to use it. Or, or he maybe wanted together. it to be in there so yeah. he could escape for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's that. That's the film. Oh, it was good. It's really good, isn't it? I yeah. liked it. Yeah, it was funny. It's clever. It's funny. The guy who plays Leslie Vernon, I think, is very he charming. He plays it really well. Yeah, yeah, very charming. I like the nod to the other films. Mm-hmm. And I like the sort of, it does poke fun at decisions that people make in said films. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it, sometimes it's very convenient in yeah. films. Yeah. Sometimes it feels a little too convenient. Too convenient, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I would give it a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah, I think I'd go for that too. Yeah. It was good. Gore I would probably... recommend it. It's not that gory. Not maybe gory. two and a half. Yeah. Humour. Maybe three and a half. It yeah, it chuckle. Funny. I thought it was very Even funny. just for Paradise Lost. <laughs> yeah. Found it. Yeah. <laughs> Loved it. Oh, it was funny. Um, yeah. I think, I think it's an interesting one. And mm. I, think, I think if you're not overly into horror films it's still a good one to check out yeah yeah it's good apparently they've been wanting to make a, re- a sequel to it for ages well they set it up happened. quite well, well they could yeah still, they i, could still I would see it yeah i would see it i want it to happen it's i can't remember what there is like a title for it somewhere but and i think it's the same director that wants to do it but these just things one of those, take time. some things get like sat on yeah. The back burner for ages, don't they? Don't understand how some films seem to get made even though they're terrible. And yet some films which could be good don't get made. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm. I think there's like um I can't remember what it is what it's called, but there's basically a place where scripts go to die. <laughs> and it's like they just sort of sit there and float around mm. and people may or may not pick them up and Yeah. Or they they're like ones that maybe they've written and they didn't make the cut and yeah it's crazy there must be so many unmade films out there yeah Yeah. so many there's so many factors as well that could affect you 
from making it so it's like there's loads got... of legal copyright issues availability of actors yeah financial issues yeah whether, loads of things whether they want to do it somebody who's written a good script and then a lot of it probably is money as well yeah. if it's going to make money or not because that's the end yeah of the... there's probably loads of scripts want. as well that mm. were written quite a long time ago and then they get made 10 years later completely different like based on the original but just updated yeah so you could write a film and it could yeah. still get, still get made, but just it would end up being a different film. Yeah, well, it's like um, Freddy versus Jason. I think there's a book. There's a book I want actually, and it's called like The Road to Making It or mm. something. It's like Freddy versus Jason, and it's basically how long it took because I think they wanted to make it in like must have been like 1989. They wanted to make it. Wow. So it was it was on radar for probably. When did it come out? Was it 2000s? So it must have been like a good 10, 15 yeah. years before anything actually happened. And there was about 12, at least 12 oh. scripts for it as wow. well. Yeah, it was, yeah, it it really, uh, it struggled to uh, get made. But I'm glad they did make it. It's yeah. really good. Have I watched that? Mm, I don't know. I don't I think so. I assume not. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. But yeah, it... It's one. It's one of them, and it. It just you've got to have. I think you've got to have the right circumstances. But yeah, everything has to come. If together. anyone's listening with any influence, <laughs> please make Leslie Vernon too because it's really good. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sure loads of Hollywood producers I are listening right am, now. <laughs> I am confident. I am confident that this message will get out. Maybe you'll get some money. You you have recorded your copyright. Yeah. Maybe I'll write Leslie Vernon too. Just produce it. Yeah. Produce I'll do script. It. I'll do it. Direct. I'll do it. Produce it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Easy. Need, Found need to get Nathan Bassel on board. Because mm. I don't think anyone else would be quite as good. No. It's got to be him. need him. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. I could do it. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> like it's that simple. I think it is. I, th- I think it is. I think it must be. Yeah, I can put all my friends in it. Mm. <laughs> can I, I can please, do the makeup? Can for I it? be someone who dies? Yeah. Can I be? Can I die? Um, do you want to die in like a really dramatic fashion? I want to. I want to die in a completely unrelated accident. <laughs> <laughs> in like the third scene. Yeah. That'd she be. fell down a well. Never saw and her at the again. End, Whoops. I'll climb out of the well. Unrelated. Nothing to do with this plot. Yeah, and be Perfect. like, guys, and then like, everyone's dead. I'd be the like, only survivor. Oh. I've been in a well for the whole film. That'd be ace. That'd be really funny That's the only as place well. it'd be safe. That'd be really funny as well. It'd be ironic. Satirical. As you go down into a well, you'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to die. Everyone else is enjoying life. And I'm Up in on the well. surface. Yeah. I'm stuck in a well. It's going to take me days to crawl and we could out. Like, yeah, we could like flash back to you in the well and you'd like, be like, oh, oh my what phone's is going dead. On? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, I bet everyone's having a great time. Meanwhile, there will be murder. I'm the only one that's safe in my well. There you go. There this we go. Is, see, we, we've got this sorted. Script sorted. Script sorted. It writes itself. <laughs> it really does. To be honest, <laughs> it writes itself. What if? Everything took place in the well, and you only you had like your phone with you, and you just could see like news. Let's assume you've got four G in the well. 
the news That'd would come up. That would be good well if it had 4G. Mind you, you can't even get it here half at time. If you've got 4 would, would you not call to escape the well? Guys. Who just think you're joking? Help. So you're safe. The whole yeah. film takes place with you just reading what's happening on yeah. Facebook in a well. <laughs> Sounds good. To be fair, that would be quite good. It's it's a satire about social media as well and people being stuck to the phones all the time. Yeah. I like it. I'm I'm on board for this, right? We're doing well, it. we'll proceed on that then. Yes, we will. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I love it. What are we doing next week? Well, next week I was thinking the thing because we both want oh, to watch Arctic. it. And is it Arctic or Ar- Antarctic? Ar- Arctic. One of the polar. It's polar. Mm. Yeah, because mm. we, yeah, we both wanted to watch, to watch it, it and we haven't watched it yet. Had the number of times I've recorded that off the telly and not watched, and not it. watched it and been like, I'm going to delete this because I'm never going to get around to watching it. I've done this three times. Yeah, I'll I I have recorded it off the telly and I have Excellent. it ready. Because I think it was on Netflix and I was like, I'm going to watch this at some point. But for some reason, never did. And then one day I was like, I'm going to watch a thing today. Wasn't on. <laughs> and I was like, well, <laughs> that's great, isn't it? Absolutely disaster perfect yeah well we'll do it yeah so yeah so for next week watch the thing it'll be the john carpenter version have they remade the original not the original Mm. is that the john carpenter one's a remake did not but then i feel like it's been remade again as well so yeah it'll be the is it kurt russell that's in it yeah so one with kurt russell in we're watching that one cool and in the meantime, we are on Facebook at Wonderful and Strange. We are on Twitter at WNS Horrorpod. And we're also on email at wonderfulandstrange at hotmail.com. And we will see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com thisishome today. 
Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.